Today on The Good Word, we're talking about working with what we know and accepting what we don't. My high school chemistry teacher had an unfortunate tendency to have his experiments do the unexpected. There always seemed to be some unknown factor or contamination that caused the in-class demonstrations to go weird. But he took it in stride. Whenever there was an unusual fizzle or a weird color or smell, instead of the expected result, he would take a step back and grin. All right, class, I remember him saying, we don't know everything that's going on here, but what do we know? Then we would walk through each of the known axioms governing the reaction we'd witnessed. As I grew more confident in the subject, it became clear our teacher probably knew what went wrong immediately. He was familiar with the science behind the experiments, but he wanted to teach us the value of evaluating what we knew before jumping to conclusions. When faced with situations beyond our regular scope, what we understand can often be overwhelmed by what we don't. If we get caught up in what we don't know, we can lose sight of the foundation that we do have confidence in. The first step in many problem-solving methods is state what is known before exploring the unknown. There is much about the Savior's Atonement that is a mystery to us. We don't understand how He did the things He did, so we have to rely on faith to carry us as we follow Him. But rather than getting stuck on what's beyond our understanding, at least for now, we can focus on the great deal that has been revealed to us. Doctrine and Covenants section 20 gives a straightforward partial list of some of the details of that plan, revealing that though we might not know everything, we know enough to move forward in faith. And we know that all men must repent and believe on the name of Jesus Christ and worship the Father in His name and endure in faith on His name to the end, or they cannot be saved in the kingdom of God. And we know that justification through the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is just and true. And we know that sanctification through the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is just and true to all those who love and serve God with all their mights, minds, and strength. The Lord makes a distinction between His gift of justification and His gift of sanctification. They sound similar, but they're two separate blessings we receive thanks to the sacrifice of Jesus. By giving us this knowledge, this detail of the atonement, we learn that the Lord saves us from our sins, removing us from our fallen state, back to an untouched state. But it's only through sanctification that we can continue to grow beyond our mortal capacity and become more like Him. The atonement gives us not just the opportunity to become clean, but to become more. Much of what lies before birth and after death will remain a mystery to us until we once again pass through the mortal veil. But the atonement of the Lord Jesus Christ is a constant we can be assured of. It's the central pillar of God's plan for our past, our present, and our future. Faith is holding to what we already know, how far He has already brought us, and relying on Him to get us the rest of the way. And that's the good word.